this sermon series is talking about the inevitable collision of our Christian faith with the world. Because let's face it, at some point or another, we either have collided with something in the world or the world has collided with something in our Christian faith that's going to test us and is going to kind of call into question, why do you believe what do you believe? And how can you stand strong on that? And this morning, we're going to be looking at how do we stand firm when the world is throwing all sorts of stuff at us that is pretty tempting in some ways and enticing to kind of be like, hey, look, it's just easier to come over this way and do it. And we all know that since the very beginning, the Christian faith, it's been on a collision course with the culture surrounding us. And we're even seeing in the events unfolding around us today, we're seeing Christianity coming into a head-on collision with the world, and people are starting to wonder, what is going on? What does the Bible have to say about this, and what do we do? We see that the values of the world, they clearly do not align with the values of our faith. The world's priorities are completely out of whack with the priorities of a Christian. The worldly man, let's face it, is not seeking what we as Christians are seeking in the kingdom of God. Just about everything that we stand for and believe as Christians, the world is going the complete opposite direction and is doing everything in their power to try and disprove and rip to shreds what we believe. So we shouldn't be surprised when we come in contact with people and we experience this conflict and tension. Guess what? It means you're doing something right. It means... The faith that you have, what you've grounded yourself on, you're doing something right. Because let's face it, if you were just going with the flow of the everyday world, there'd be no conflict. Because why would there need to be conflict if you're just conforming to what the world has and you're just enjoying what the world has to offer? We need to keep in mind, though, what the Bible tells us in John 15, 19, where it says, if you were of the world, the world would love you as its own but because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Very strong word, but it's sadly the truth. It's inevitable that Christianity and the world are going to collide in different areas, and when the collision happens, we need to be ready to stand firm. God knew when he created human beings, when he sent his son, he knew that this was going to happen. But luckily, he gave us an instruction manual, his word, to stand on, to put into our heart to help us to be able to move forward. This, I want to start off with an illustration this morning. Have you ever been on a hike through the woods, and you've kind of gone through what you would call a rough patch, where every step you're taking, you're wondering, am I going to hit flat ground? It feels like my ankle's about to roll out from under me. Or my personal favorite, when you're walking through the snow and you know there's ice underneath. And you don't know that next step you're going to take, am I going to fall flat on my face or am I flying on my back? Because let me tell you, it's not a fun experience. Especially at 4.30 in the morning trying to leave for work. You know there's black ice, and I'm speaking from experience here. You know there's black ice, you're making your way down the driveway, and you're like, okay, Lord, where do I put my feet? Next thing you know, boom, you're on your, you're on your back at 4.30 in the morning. And thank God your sister-in-law was there, comes out, finds your six-foot-three body, 
laid out on the driveway and is like, do you need help? Yeah, I've been here for about 15 minutes. Thanks for asking. Like, and that's not the, fr it didn't happen just once. It happened multiple times. Like, ice and me don't mix. Like, it's just not good. Grayson was saying about going ice skating, and I'm like, we're going to have to find somebody that likes ice skating because I have never tried that, and I'm not going to try it. But these type of adventures of, like, the unknown of where to put your feet, they're just like walking through life, trying to depend on what the world says and on the wisdom of the world. You're never quite sure, am I going to land on solid ground? Are the principles the world's saying, are they going to be solid enough for me to hold on to? Because they seem like they're constantly shifting. And they are. They're shifting not just like year to year, month to month. They're shifting day to day, hour to hour. Like one minute they're saying this, the next minute they're saying that. So you kind of are like, well, where do I put my feet here? Well, guess what? Jesus teaches us that we need to live and lean on the eternally cons consistent teachings of Scripture. We need to notice something. There's a difference between what the world values and what Scripture teaches. The world is wavering. It's shifting. It's not constant. The Word of God is not wavering, is constant, and is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Turn with me, if you will, to Colossians 2, verse 8, where we're going to read the words of the Apostle Paul together here. And it'll be up on the screen as well. We read, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. In this one verse, the Apostle Paul warns us about the world's logic and values. And he calls us as believers to stand firm on a different set of values, those of Christ. And it brings to mind the old song on Christ the solid rock I stand. The one line that really stood out to me is where we sing on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Even when we choose to stand firm on the things of God, Yet we're going to be faced with the temptations of what the world has to offer. We're going to be faced with, well, why don't you just try this? Why don't you do this? And we need to ask ourselves, well, how do we know when something we hear is worldly? And the world may be also like, well, how do you know when something you hear is godly? And how do we know as Christians when we're being led astray or worse, being held captive by worldly principles and teachings? You've got to listen to the Holy Spirit. And he will guide and direct you. And the world's going to know that it's something godly because it's not going to line up with what they believe. It's going to say something totally different. And if anything, it's going to let them know, hey, look, what you're doing is wrong. Now, as we get ready to dive into the main points of my message this morning, I want to take a moment. Think back to the illustration I used of where you're walking, can't get your footing. When it comes to worldly principles and teachings, I mentioned that you're never quite sure if you're going to land on solid ground because the principles and the values, they're constantly shifting. Well, here's an important lesson to remember this morning. Worldly values are inconsistent. The Word of God is consistent. 
I don't know about you, but when it comes to my spiritual walk, I want to be standing on something consistent that's not going to be changed by the influence of the world. And that brings me to the first point this morning. Worldly values are inconsistent. And to help us understand this a little bit better, here's some phrases that you're probably familiar with and you've probably heard people say that, may, that are not followers of Christ. You may hear people say, well, follow your heart. Do whatever makes you happy. Or a couple years ago, the younger generation would use the acronym YOLO, you only live once. So, see, look, I'm not that old. Come on. Sure, this all sounds good enough, but there's a big problem with this motto. It's inconsistent. It's shaky. It contradicts the teachings of Scripture. And what they don't realize, what the world doesn't realize, it's leading them in the wrong direction. Everything the kingdom of man tries to build itself on, it's just shaky. It's going to eventually crumble. Not sure that's the type of foundation we want to establish ourselves on. There's a few scriptures I want to look at this morning that we can then kind of look at, well, how does the world contradict us? Jeremiah 17.9, we read, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Now, that came from the um, ESV translation. The NIV, instead of saying desperately sick, says that the heart is deceitful above all things beyond cure. So on one side here, we have the world saying, well, follow your heart. Do whatever makes you happy. Your heart will tell you what to do. But then we have the word of God saying the heart's deceitful. It's sick. It's beyond cure. It's wicked. It's confusing. The Bible goes even further and says, who can understand it? The world's trying to say, well, just listen to it. The only way that as a Christian you're going to understand truly the heart of what's going on is by being connected to Christ, letting the Holy Spirit speak to you. That's how you're going to know. And you'll be connected and you'll be hearing what the heart of Christ has to say. Jesus says in Matthew 10, 39, whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So if we listen to the world and go with this, well, make yourself happy no matter what, my friends, that's a rabbit hole of trouble waiting to go down. Like, it's a, I mean, you can just keep going, going, and going, and eventually you're going to get so far, it's going to be hard to get back out. Jesus, on the other hand, he just tells us simply, hey, lose your life for my sake, meaning trade everything that makes you happy in life for my sake, follow me, and then amazingly, you're going to find deep and abiding joy in Jesus. Amazing. Because let's face it, the heart is inconsistent. It's always changing, falling in and out of love with any number of things, happiness, is an ever-moving target from one day to the next. Sometimes, like I said, an hour at a time. Pure happiness, it's not going to be found in money. It's not going to be found in fancy cars. not going to be found in the best job. It's going to be found through one person, one person only, and that's through Jesus Christ. Take a moment. Be honest with yourself regarding the worldly principles. How can you build anything stable off of these principles? Guess what? You can't. 
It's just not possible. And it's inevitable that at some point, the instability of the foundation of the world that you unfortunately may find yourself on or the unbelievers find themselves on, it's going to come crumbling down. Think about that for a moment. These people are being led astray into whatever the world has to say without realizing that at some point, this foundation that they think they have their life built on is just going to come crashing down on from underneath them. Look at what Matthew 7, 24 through 27 says. We read here about what Jesus says regarding building our lives. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Did you catch that? Jesus himself is instructing us saying, hey, if you listen and follow what I'm saying, you're going to be like a house on a rock. You're going to be able to stand firm. I'm here to tell you something this morning. Out of the many different values and principles the world's going to throw your way, none, I mean absolutely none, will allow you to stand firm when the going gets tough. They are nothing more than shifting sands of inconsistency. We need to be ready to take this word and stand firm on it. Even if it means we're going to have to lose some friends, even if it means our family's going to turn our back on us, this word is what matters. And unfortunately, some people, they're just not going to get it. So if the worldly values and principles are so inconsistent and constantly shifting and unstable, well, you might be wondering, well, why are they so attractive, Pastor? Why does that saying, follow my heart and do whatever makes me happy, why does it sound so appealing? Well, it brings me to my second point this morning. Worldly values are seductive. Or another word you could use here is they're enticing. I said this a couple weeks ago. The enemy's not dumb. He is smart. And he knows. He knows what he can use and he knows how to kind of creep in on people and be like, well, hey, why don't you do this? Well, this doesn't seem too bad. And then before you know it, these small little seemingly innocent things have compounded into a problem. Either way here, the truth is the many things in the words and whatever the world tries to give us, they can all look and sound very attractive. But the bottom line is they're empty. And the Bible makes mention of this and warns us in 2 Timothy 4, verses 3 to 4, the Apostle Paul writes here, For the time is coming when, Paul, when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears, they will accumulate for, te- for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Paul knew that many people would spend their lives searching for a truth that lines up with their lifestyle. And it's true. Unfortunately, there are people that they call themselves Christians. And they'll pick and choose from different pastors and leaders. Well, I like what he has to say. I like what she has to say. I like what... I'm sorry. 
you can't pick and choose from what you want out of the Bible. You, you, you can't say, well, this looks good today, this looks good tomorrow. No. You either buy into it 100% on day one, or unfortunately you're living, like you're just living in darkness. You can't pick and choose. Just because it doesn't feel good or sound good doesn't mean you can be like, well, that's not really what it meant. Listen to the Holy Spirit. He might be trying to convict you in that moment. Be like, hey, listen here. Many people, they reject the truth in Scripture because it contradicts their lifestyle. They receive something meant to bring conviction and ignore it as useless. Remember, it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that the Scripture comes alive for a person and softens their heart. Outside of that, the sin nature is not going to bow to what Scripture has to say. Therefore, we have to be people who continuously fill our ears, our minds, our hearts with only the truth we can find in the Word. Don't rely on the world. I know, I know it's going to be some enticing stuff. That's going to be like, well, this can make your life all the better. Jesus can make your life all the better. Look at John 10.10 where Jesus specifically tells us this. He says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And let me tell you something. Where it says the thief only came to steal, kill, and destroy. Oh, the, de the devil, he's out there to distract us. He, he's going to do whatever he can to uh, get in the way. He's going to try and steal your time. What do I mean by that? Well, he's going to try and... If you've said it in your heart, be like, Lord, I'm going to get up a little bit earlier in the morning and spend time with you, the devil's going to be like, just hit the snooze button a couple more times. Yeah, you, ah, you can do that later. He's going to come after things that you treasure. He's going to try and distract your attention from what the Word of God says, and he knows how to do that. And it's a little bit easier now with all the technology we have. He is set on trying to distract and destroy. That is why we have to stand firm on the Word of God. That's why we have to abide in Christ. John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. Apart from Christ, you can do nothing. You may seem like you're comfortable where you're at, and things are working out for you. And that's all fine, but ultimately, if you are not connected to Christ, you can't do anything. All of it's useless. It's going to mean nothing. And in order to be connected to Christ and remain in Christ, that's why you have to spend that daily time in God's Word, however much time that is, and let it grow. Spend that time in God's Word, and that will help you remain connected to Christ. So now as we learn to point out the worldly values that don't align with the kingdom of God, we also need to spend energy pursuing values that do align with the kingdom of God. We can't be constantly shaking our finger and be like, nope, that doesn't line up with what I believe. We have to at the same time be replacing it with stuff that we do believe and stuff that is going to help us. And we can't do that alone. And that brings to mind Zechariah 4.6 where it says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. 
And that brings me to my third and final point this morning. We need to allow the Spirit to guide. It's not enough to simply say no to the things and values of the world. We have to take it a step further and say, yes, Lord. This is what I believe. This is what I want to hold on to. This is what my life needs to be founded on. We've been given the Holy Spirit to be a guide and strength in this endeavor. If you would turn with me to John 14, 17, and for the kids in their case files, heads up, here's your secret message that you need to be paying attention to. It's up on the screen right now. We read here, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither, neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Jesus invites us to allow. He says, let the Holy Spirit lead you and lead you into all truth. Once we begin to follow God's lead, we'll be able to experience the best life possible. We will constantly be coming back to the only truth we're standing on at all. One that's never going to lead us astray and one that will never shift. One that is consistent. This brings to mind when we were first married. It was about, oh, a year into being married. Um, we had just resigned our positions as youth pastors in a church back up in Albany and we're seeking the Lord for the next direction. And I got a phone call from my youth pastor when I grew up he was pastoring a church in Ohio and we got into a conversation and it sounded good like things sounded good of like oh this would be awesome to come like work under you as your executive pastor like this is fantastic we like moved to Ohio like we're newly married this is an adventure we can go on like this is awesome and we kept having conversations we went out had a trip and met them met the people things seemed like they were moving in the right direction and everything seemed to be going the right way. And we're like, this is awesome. Like, okay, let's, like, let's do this. We even went out for a second trip. And on that second trip, the job that was supposed to transfer me out there to allow us to move out there to be able to support us while we were also serving in ministry with them, that job fell through. And we got so wrapped up in the disappointment and the like, human side of it, I'm like, well, man, this adventure would have been wonderful. This, like, this would have been fantastic to work with them. It would have been great to start this. We lost sight of what God wanted for us. And when we finally came to that conclusion of like, wait a minute, we're trying to push doors open. We're trying to get things to move the way we want them to move. Because it just, it just sounded all good and sounded fun and exciting. It just wasn't the right time. And when we finally realized that and looked at each other and was like, you know what? What did we do? We always said from the very beginning, wherever God led us in ministry, we wouldn't try and force the door open. And here we are trying to force the door open. We lost sight and didn't let the Holy Spirit guide us we got caught up in the emotions and like in the and like the fun of it when we finally turned back and was like okay lord we're really sorry holy spirit guide and direct us that's when the pieces started falling in the place of this isn't meant for you right now and then the events that unfolded after that 
which at some point I will share, it came very clear why the Lord had us stay where we were at. The bottom line I'm trying to make here is it takes devotion and effort to learn to walk and step with the Spirit as you follow the teachings of Scripture. We were young. We were just excited. We're like, okay, let's do this. But we've learned. And there's always going to be temptations to veer off the path and go adventuring through the rough patches because remember, anything outside of the will of God, yeah, it's going to be enticing. It's like, like come on, this will be fun. The enemy's going to do everything within his power to try to lure you in. But again, those temptations, they're only temporary, much like the rewards they promise. Abundant life is found in the kingdom of God. And the Holy Spirit was given as a gift to help lead and guide the way. Give him permission to lead your life. Give him permission to help you. When you see your life coming on this head-on collision with the world, you're like, Holy Spirit, take the wheel and help me figure this out. There's a difference when you are being led by the Spirit of God and being led by our human nature. When you allow the Holy Spirit to lead, it's not chaotic. It's not confusing. It's not like, it doesn't seem like things are spinning out of control. When you are being led by the human nature, oh, things are going to get chaotic. Things are going to get super confusing. And the path moving forward, it's going to seem like it's constantly changing. Of like, well, it was this, but why does it seem like it's this now? Because that's not the path to be on. God says, follow me. Don't follow anything else. The path forward in our human nature is only going to lead us to heartache, disappointment, and further from the plan that God has for us. Following the Holy Spirit of God is going to allow you to grow and flourish in what he has for you. Mike, if you want to come up and get ready. This morning, church, the world is trying to draw you into values and beliefs that are inconsistent, that are seductive, and at worst, destructive. They're going to lead to a death. And when I say death, I mean apart from God. But this morning, as we begin this series, we all have the opportunity to invite the Spirit of God to guide us into scriptural truth. The one thing that we can stand on, knowing that no matter what, no matter what comes through the TV on the news, no matter what president is in office, that the scripture is going to stand firm. No matter what the world says and how bad things get around us, the word of God, the truth, it's going to remain firm, consistent, and unchanged. The first step is to call out and recognize any false truths or principles that you may have been led to believe. I mentioned a couple examples earlier, but they could be things like where the world says follow your heart. Ask God, be like, Lord, let me know your heart. Connect me to your heart. And guess what? It's not going to steer you wrong. When the world says do whatever makes you happy, Surrender your life to Christ and say, I'm giving it all to you. And just like Scripture says, 
you're going to experience abiding joy, abundant life. The world may say, hey, you are an army of one. You can do anything you set your mind to. You can defeat that. No. No, you can't. The enemy is going to come at you hard. As Christians, though, we have the Holy Spirit by our side and can also turn to our fellow believers in the time of need and say, lift me up in prayer. And they will. And then you've not just become an army of one. You have the Holy Spirit, and then you have a bunch of spirit-filled believers behind you as well. And then the last thing the world may say is, hey, you can become anything you want. Yeah, that may be true, but allow God first to reveal to you what it is he would have you do for him. The next step is admitting how enticing and attractive some of the principles are. It does you no good to pretend that they aren't. But it also does no good to think we can simply avoid the pervasive false teachings that are just running rampant in the world today. Especially in the day and age we live in currently. And finally, we must trust in and allow the Holy Spirit to guide us into and through the truth. So this morning, as we get ready to sing this last song, I want to challenge you with three things. And now you may find all three of these things hit home with you, okay? One may hit home with you, whatever it is. But the three things I want to challenge you with this morning is this. One, will you choose to take a stand today and every day going forward? Two, will you choose to trust the leading of the Holy Spirit? And three, are you ready to make a daily commitment to be grounded in the scripture. Before we close in prayer, I just want to remind you of those three challenges. Are you ready to take that stand today and every day going forward for what you believe in? Are you ready to trust and choose to trust the leading of the Holy Spirit? He's not going to force himself on you. You have to ask him and give him permission. And third, will you make that daily commitment to be grounded in the Scripture so you can remain firm? Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for all that you do, and we thank you for the Word, God. Oh, Lord, in the day and age we live in, God, now more than ever it's important that we're able to stand firm on what we believe, God. God, because it's going to be coming at us from every different direction, Lord. And honestly, in some directions, we may have never expected it, God. God, I pray that as we go from this place, that we make that decision in our heart to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us, to be grounded in your word every day, to be able to stand firm moving forward. God, I pray for each person here that you be with them as they go their way this week, God. Be with them and help them, Lord, as they're out in the world, God, to remember, stand firm and not to fall into the traps of what the world has, even though there are going to be some enticing things. I pray a blessing of protection be with us all. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Have a wonderful week.